I'm telling you, your life will never be the same. This is a place where miracles take place. This is the Power of Love Church where healing rivers flow. Amen. And all it takes uh, to qualify to receive from the Lord is just open your heart. Believe, receive the word of the Lord. Amen. Uh, God is not a respecter of people. What he does for one, he'll do for another. And all you have to do is, is, is just yield. Just open your heart. Just uh, believe the word of the Lord that is coming forth. And I'm telling you, you'll leave out of here with a new song in your heart, declaring, look what the Lord has done. He surely is faithful. Amen. How many of you know he is faithful? He's nothing but faithful. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. What a great looking crowd this morning. You know, and we have a, a couple of families that are out, but I'm glad you're here. Praise God. Hallelujah. Happy new month. This is going to be your greatest month ever in Jesus' name. The month of March. Amen. Wow. Can you say wow? It's like we're already in March. January passed February. Here we are March. And uh, we're excited and thankful at all, at, at all the Lord has done here in the lives of the people of the Power Love Church and through the people of the Power Love Church. We've had such a great um, week. Um, we had our outreach at uh, Marshall Middle School uh, this past Friday. So want to thank everyone that was a part of that. You've seen uh, at the announcements uh, just a little capture of, of, of how we go out, out from the four walls of this house and reach the lost, fulfill the Great Commission. Amen. We are representatives of the kingdom. Every believer is. And we are to go and tell people about Jesus. Amen. We here have a, 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 a ocean mentality. We don't have a fish tank mentality. We're not just fishes swimming around chasing the other fishes. We're going out into the four walls, fulfilling the great commission. And we don't go in our own power, in our own strength. We go in the name. Amen. In the name of Jesus that bears much fruit. And so it was so amazing to be at, the, at that school grounds. And um, there was uh, 127 students and parents that gave their lives to Jesus. Amen. It was amazing. And, 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 and this, Jesus is the key. People need Jesus. Amen. And he's the answer. He's the solution to everything and everyone. People think, I always say people think they know what they need because I thought I thought, what I, I knew what I needed, but little did I know what I needed was Jesus. Amen. And he's the one that came and completed us and made us whole. And when you have him, glory to God, you realize this is everything I've ever have been needing. And when we don't know that, we try to, you know, uh, uh, fill that void or complete ourselves with all these earthly, temporary fixes. But let Jesus become your permanent fix. <laughs> Amen. That sounds weird, right? But it's the truth. And so I'm excited because doors are opening into the school systems. And, uh, you know, that's the, we had gone into an elementary. Then at the beginning of the year, this school, uh, middle school opened. And then uh, we're going into the high schools as well. This school wants us to get back. The, 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 t the, the counselor said we've never been able to gather a crowd this size. And we've, they said they've tried everything to bring parents and their children together, but they could never get the parents to come and be there for the kids. And so, I mean, you know, it's important that we, 
we, if, if, you know, if, if, if we reach the kids, I'm telling you, we can reach the homes. And, 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 and people need to be reached. And, and, and it was amazing that they allowed us to come. They want us to come back and do it like, like a full-blown, bigger scale type of outreach, join them in something that they're doing. And so we're going to go back, and it's going to be amazing. Amen. We're going into the high school across the streets. The testimonies of the children, I mean, kids were crying. And, and, and I mean, you know, the kids, you know, they're, this is a middle school, so they're all distracted. They're all trying to do their own thing. But, man, as soon as, you know, the, when the anointing is upon you, it, the Bible says that the anointing of God draws people to Jesus. And so the moment they, they began with the, with the games and just the people just started coming together, and then when the preaching of the gospel came, I mean, let me tell you, these kids were like amening and clapping. You would think you were in a church service. They, uh, Courtney was preaching the gospel, and she wasn't holding back. And, 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 and the, the kids, the parents, hallelujah, praise the Lord, they were clapping. And I'm telling you, we have a little... I don't know if we can pull it up, but we have a little thing where uh, the, the, the drones captured when the altar call was given. With no hesitation, people just got out from their seats and literally ran to the altar at that school campus. It was amazing. Kids were crying. Kid, you know, we had uh, Eliza and we had Ricardo that testified, which really is amazing that the youth is going out. I mean, these youth were there working the outreach Right, at, they testified, they prayed with people, and as soon as the outreach was, they had to hurry up and get over here. I mean, it was like 50 minutes from here to, to be at the youth service. And, and they, you know, they testified, and they're anointed. Where's Ricardo? He, he's in the studio. See, he's working. It's all right. And so he gave his testimony for the first time on what the Lord has done in his life. And I'm telling you, there's powerful testimonies of what Jesus has done in the lives of not just the adults, but the, 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 the youth, the children. I'm telling you, it's, if, if I, I always think if, 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 if I think about everyone here and just everyone in general that we go and have contact with, and I think if they don't encounter Jesus, they're going to perish. They're going to be lost. But when they do, it's the most beautiful thing because only Jesus can give you that life that you've never even dreamed of. <laughs> can I tell you something? As a parent for your children, and I know that um, the, the Lord has done an amazing work in, the, in, in Joanna's. Where's jo is Joanna here? She was in the worship team. She's right there. And in, in, in her son, you know, that was diagnosed with all these diseases at the age of seven. Uh, you know, his, his life was supposed to be a messed up one. Medi full of medications, almost overdosed. Uh, that's it right there. Look, they, they just went to the altar. Oh, you know, uh, he, and, and so it, it was fear gripped him. Uh, uh, um, I mean, just being tormented by darkness and just all these demonic forces around him. But when, when, when he came and when he gave his life to Jesus, when he had an encounter with the Lord, when his, when his mother came to the church, he totally was completely radically restored. I'm telling you, this kid is, <laughs> I, I, and, and he was given his testimony, and, and, and I loved it because afterwards there was a lot of, a lot of kids that testified and said, you know, I, I, I too was going through that. I too in my home was going through that. 
and, and, and they received hope by hearing somebody say that, that, that they were healed from whatever it was that was tormenting them. Kids were weeping. They were crying. The presence of God was there. This little uh, uh, seven-year-old little girl, I think she was like six or seven, she was with like her, her four little cousins that were all around the same age. She was raising her hand, and she's like, can I please say something in the microphone? That little girl's going to be a preacher. I said, you're going to preach the gospel, I'm telling you. She's like, can I please say something on the microphone? And then she asked Courtney, she asked me, she asked Erica. She was determined, I need to say something on that mic. And then so I said, well, what, what, do, you wanna, what do you want the mic for? What do you want to tell people? She's seven years old. She was little. She said, you know, kids don't pretend. They don't make things up. She said, I just want to tell. It was after the service. I just want to tell everybody that I love Jesus, that Jesus loves everybody, that he loves the world, and I want the bad guys to go away. <laughs> she wanted everybody to receive Jesus. She loved Jesus. Jesus loves the world, and all the bad guys need to receive Jesus. Isn't that something? She was crying. She was weeping. And so, it, you know, just many testimonies of parents, you know, with their children. And if they, if they don't, if, if, you know, you can't, it, it takes the power of God to, to see a life transformed. That's the, that's the solution. That's the hope for the hopeless. You can get all the counseling you want in the world, but it's going to take the power of God. Because only the power of God can transform a heart. Only the power of God, only Jesus can make a person brand new and bring hope to the hopeless. And we are carriers, amen, we are carriers of, of, of this good news. And we're going to continue to go and tell it until Jesus returns. And we're going to bring as many as souls as we can to heaven with us in Jesus' mighty name. And I know I'm looking at a bunch of people that are a part of the, of the gathering of the end time harvest before that trumpet blows in Jesus' name. You know, you're not taking your home with you. You're not taking your, the money you have in your bank with you. You can't take your vehicle with you. So don't, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? The only thing that you're going to take to heaven is the souls that you want for the kingdom of God. That's the only thing that's going to count for you when you get to heaven. And I see people that are going to go loaded with many lives that they led to Jesus. I believe that when you walk into heaven, people are going to run up to you and say, thank you for leading me to Jesus. Thank you for taking the time and telling me about Jesus. People you don't even know, but they know you. Because how can you forget the one that led you to Jesus and eternal life? And, and you're the reason why they're not going to burn in hell. Because you went to tell them. Hallelujah. And we go in the name. I'm going to continue in the name of Jesus, the most powerful name. And as believers, we have been given authority, a legal right. Say, I have a legal right to the name of Jesus. What do I got to do, Pastor Sandy, to get that legal right of the name? You just got to be born again. Amen. You don't got to be a Christian for so long, the moment you give your life to Jesus, you have a legal right to, uh, to the name that is above all names. Can you say amen? amen? I want you to, let's go to Matthew. Matthew, I have, I have a couple of scriptures here, so 
with me. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. How we need them. Amen. In Matthew 1, let me just share some things on the name. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You'll never be the same in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Glory, glory. If you came here sick, you, will, you can leave out of here healed. Why do you say I can and not will? Because that's up to you. Amen. You can leave out of here healed. If you came here down, you will leave out of here up. If you came here heavy, you will leave out of here light. Amen. If you walked in here hopeless, you will leave out of here full of hope and purpose and ready to live the rest of your days, your best life. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, it says, And she shall bring forth a son, say a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. Look how big Jesus is. Because, see, that name's big. Amen. That name is great. That name is powerful. Hallelujah. And, and that name, some people, it's nothing, there's nothing mystical about that name. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's reality. It's practical. The, the, the power of the name of Jesus, it's not like a, a rabbit's tail hanging on your on your, on your keychain for good luck. The name of Jesus is not a good luck charm. There is power. There is wonder-working power. There is miracle-working power. There is signs and wonders following you power in the name of Jesus. Can somebody say amen? And she shall bring forth a son, and ye shall call his name Jesus. Shout Jesus. Well, for he, this is the reason, for he will save, for he will save his people from their sins. That's why we must be saved. We must be born again from our sins. Amen. We must receive new life. And how do we receive that? We receive it through Jesus. There is no other name in which man can be saved but through the name of Jesus. His name shall be Jesus, for he shall be Savior of the world. We need it to be saved. From what, Pastor Sandy? From our sin. Amen. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death, but there's a gift in God, and he's eternal life, and his name is Jesus. That whosoever, no matter who you are, no matter where you come from, no matter what you've done, no matter what your past is, whosoever shall call upon the name of Jesus shall be saved. Saved from what? Well, our sins. The wages of sin is death. That's eternal hell. Burning in hell. Hell is real. I know it's not talked about much. But there is a place called hell. And, 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 and hell was never intended for humanity. Hell 
was intended for Satan and his falling angels. But people will willfully choose to go there. Nobody goes to hell by accident. Or nobody goes to heaven by accident. And the, and the way you go to hell is by rejecting the gift of eternal life. Jesus Christ. For he shall save his people from their sins. So Jesus means Savior. Jesus means the Lord saves. The Lord saves. Jesus, Savior. Uh, I think it's you, Pastor Jesse, that says a story about yourself that whenever they told you you need to be saved. And you were like, saved from what? Or like, saved like first base saved or saved, uh, you know. But it's saved from our sin. Saved from our, our, our old self. But when we receive Jesus, the Bible says that we receive salvation. Amen. We're no longer headed for destruction. The Bible says if any person, any man, any woman is in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. All things pass away. Behold, he makes all things new. Jesus saves you. And Jesus makes all things new. Aren't you thankful? Can you say amen? You see, the word salvation in the Greek is called sozo. S-O-Z-O. It's sozo. It means salvation from sin, salvation from danger, spirit, uh, 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 victory. It means uh, uh, victory over sickness, over hell, salvation from sickness, salvation from hell, salvation from slavery. It means uh, 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 in that salvation is everything you need in the name of Jesus. Can you say amen? And so his name shall be called Jesus, shall Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. You know, in Psalm 103, uh, verses 1, uh, beginning in verse 1, let's put it up there. It says, uh, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. David was basically saying, uh, um, I'm going to tell myself to bless the Lord. Amen. Amen. Psalm 103, verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. And then it says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Say benefits. The, these benefits are in the name. And forget not all his benefits. Some of you have forgotten. Some of you have, have forgotten. That's why... Well, let's just keep going. And forget not all his benefits. And then it goes on to say, who forgiveth all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with love and kindness and tender mercies, and who satisfies your mouth with good things, say good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. You know, forgiveness of sin and, 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 and healing from sickness, you can't separate those two. He forgives your sins and he heals every disease. Hallelujah.
Savior, Jesus means Savior. He not, that means wholeness. That means he not only forgives your sin, but he heals every disease. He redeems your life from destruction, from danger, not just from hell, but from every form of danger in this life. And then the Bible says, who satisfies your mouth with good things. His word is good because these are his promises. This is our covenant. And then the one translation says, he satisfies our mouth with good things so that our lives, in the name of Jesus, in Christ Jesus, not in our own, not our dependency on people, our lives in, in Christ. He satisfies your mouth with good things so that your life uh, uh, will be strong, soaring, and overcoming. That's like the eagle. Strong, soaring, soaring to high levels, soaring upwards, soaring forward, soaring with promotion so that your life is strong, soaring, and overcoming. Oh, can somebody say thank you, Jesus? So turn now to Ephesians, I'm sorry, Philippians chapter 2. Let's go to Philippians chapter 2. And while you're doing it, shout, thank you, Jesus. I want that name to be in your mouth, to be in your heart, to be in your mouth. Amen. And to bear much fruit for the glory of God. Hallelujah. There's power in the name of Jesus. You know, the, the name of Jesus, like the word of Jesus, Jesus and the word are one. It's like you don't have to defend the word of God. The word of God will defend itself. You just speak it out. Amen. You don't have to prove the word of God. The, uh, in, in, in Romans chapter 1, verse 16, the apostle Paul said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. And so the power is in the gospel. The, the, the gospel in the heart of a man coming out of the mouth of a man is powerful. The name of Jesus, all you got to do is receive it. All you got to do is believe it. All you got to do is take ownership of it. When you have legal right of something, you know it's yours. You got a legal right. You're not trying to believe to get it. You're not trying to believe uh, uh, to use it. It's yours. It's mine. I have a legal right to use the name. Just like I have a legal right to my husband's last name. Why? Because when we got married, I took his name. I'm a Garcia. <laughs> so when I go to the bank, they recognize the name. And they give me access to Mr. Garcia. <laughs> that doesn't ha happen often, but, <laughs> but it, it's a legal right. I know that I, that's, that's the name. It, it came through covenant, through union, through marriage. And that's what we have when we come to Jesus. We just didn't, oh, I gave my life to Jesus. Now I belong to a church. Now I just go to church. Now I'm just, no. I join the family of God. He is my father. Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. I joined a covenant, and he gave me the right to 
use his name, and when I use the name, heaven backs me up. Amen. I was listening to Kenneth Copeland, and he was talking about the name, right? And he was saying that when he was young and he was just doing crazy things, he said that he wanted to buy a motorcycle. And, uh, um, and, and so he said he went to the bank and he tried to apply and, 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 and uh, uh, he didn't uh, approve for the loan. Or I, I think that's what the story, how the story went. But the banker was good friends with his dad. The banker knew th- his dad. And so he said, you know, Kenneth, if you call your father, all your father has to do is tell me, give me the go, and his name is good enough to give you that loan. (laughs) He said, and of course my father didn't do that. (laughs) But he was saying, all I need is the approval to release what's in your father's name. And the Lord has given you the approval to see the release of everything he has given you. When you use the name of Jesus. Come on, when you speak the name of Jesus. Nobody's going to have to do a, a background check because you know that you know that you know that you have a legal right to the name of Jesus. Can you say amen? You don't even have to try to, oh, I got to have faith in the name. You, it's yours. It belongs to you. I don't got to every day, I hope Garcia is my name. I hope Garcia is my last name. I hope, I hope when I give my debit card, I hope Garcia goes through. It's already done. It's already mine. I already have a legal right to use it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You already have a legal right to use the name of Jesus. When you gave your life to Jesus, he gave you a legal right. And I'm going to give you the scripture on that. Hallelujah. Nobody's going to ask you questions because the legal right is as if Jesus was standing right there. Hallelujah. You know, my son and my, and my husband have the same name, George Gregory Garcia. And there's moments where he can be George Gregory Sr., but he's G- George Gregory Jr. because of the name. Nobody asks nothing because of the name. Say, because of the name. Hallelujah. You're not going to be cheating in the name. You're not going to be lying in the name. It's the name that God has given you. Glory be to God. Say amen. Say, thank you, Jesus. That name is wonderful. Have you found Philippians chapter 2? I was giving you time. Hallelujah. Say, thank you, Jesus, again. In Philippians chapter 2. Hallelujah. I have it in the NLT. It says, verse 5, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. You must have the same attitude as Christ Jesus had. That means you got to decide. To have that attitude. Amen. You have to make a decision to have that attitude. Can you say amen? In the, um, uh, 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 in the New King James, just leave it at, at, at that translation. But it says, let this mind be in you. So you have to let this mind be in you. 
You have to decide to believe the, this. Amen. You have to accept these truths. You have to know that the Bible is God speaking to you. Amen. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Are you going to let it? Are you going to let it? Let this mind, or you must have the same attitude that Jesus, that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think it of equally with God. Though he was God, he did not think of e equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He gave up his divine privilege. He took the uh, he took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself. He humbled himself, the Bible says, in obedience to God. You know, the Bible says that Jesus uh, 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 emptied himself from all the, 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 his divine power. You know, and, it, and, and so people think that though he was God in the flesh, that he was operating as God in the flesh. But Jesus emptied himself when he came. So that means he became like you and I. Though he was God, he became like you and I, emptying himself. And do you know that it was not until Jesus was filled, baptized that he began to operate in the power of the Spirit? So you and I as well, when we get filled, we can operate too in the power of the Spirit. And then how much more that he's given us a legal right to use the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. And, the, and then it says, and he was born as a human being when he appeared in human form. Verse 8, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. He wasn't a criminal. The, the crime he paid for was our crime. Amen. He took upon our, 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 our crime. And, and therefore, say therefore, God elevated him. To the place of highest honor. Say highest honor. And gave him the name. Not a name. God didn't look at a book of names like some of his mothers did. <laughs> the name. He gave him the name. Above. Say above. All other names. That at that name of Jesus, that at that name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. That means in heaven, angels. That means on earth, humanity, people. And that means in hell, every demon, including Satan himself will bow at the sound of the name that is above all names. And that name is, shout it like you know the name. And every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord, listen to this, for the glory of God. For the glory of God. We have been given that name, 
name. Have you been using that name? My husband asked you, as he shared with you about commanding angels. How many of you have been commanding your angels to go forth? Well, I'm going to tell you, you got to use the name of Jesus. You got to speak the name of Jesus. Just in your, just in you, there is not powerful enough. You got to release the name of Jesus out of your mouth for to bear fruit and for the glory of God. Can you say amen? Now, let's continue. In Matthew 28, verse 19. Matthew 28, verse 19. Are you glad you came to church? Hallelujah. Matthew 28, verse 19. When you find it, say amen. Stay with me. Are you still with me? Hallelujah. I pray the Lord will confirm his word like he always does with miracles, signs, and wonders in your life today. In the mighty name of Jesus. Because there's power in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, or Jesus said in verse 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. Say, in heaven and on earth. Now say, all power. Jesus said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And then he said this, go ye therefore. He's sending you in this power. He's sending you in his name. All power. You know, Jesus took his place, the Bible said. It says, at the right hand of the Father, where he is high priest, where he took upon his ministry at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us. Amen. And, 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 and so all power has been given unto him in heaven and on earth. Well, how is Jesus operating in, his, in power here on this earth through his people? We are his representatives. We are his ambassadors. We are proclaiming his goodness, and he's going with us, confirming his word with miracles, signs, and wonders. Just like he did in your life, just like he's doing through your life, just like we're seeing many, many people's lives being impacted by the power of God. Can you say amen? Has your life been impacted by the power of God? Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, turn to Luke 10. Luke 10. There is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. Whatever chain has you locked up. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray whatever chain of addiction, whatever chain of oppression, whatever chain of suppression, whatever chains of sickness and disease, in the mighty name of Jesus, may it loose its grip upon your life in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Listen, the name is only as good as the person. And the person of Jesus 
when Jesus showed up, stories changed. People's lives changed. I'm going to show you out of the word of the Lord. And I pray that as you showed up to be in the presence of God, your story will change for the glory of God. In the mighty name of Jesus, if you receive that, say amen. In Luke chapter 10, verse 19, well, verse 17 and 18. And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through your name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as a lightning fall from heaven. He said, I seen Satan fall. I was there when he fell from heaven as a lightning. And then he said in verse 19, behold, I give unto you power. You know what that word power, its, it's original translation is? It's authority. I give unto you authority. You can have something, but you, you might not have the authorization to use it. Are you with me? But he said, I give unto you authority. The name of Jesus is authority. And in the name of Jesus is power. Did I say that again? The name of Jesus is authority. But in the name of Jesus is the power. Oh, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Behold, I give unto you authority, power, to tread on serpents and scorpions. Let's not get weird about scorpions and serpents. Serpents and scorpions are terms. Uh, 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 um, they're terms uh, uh, representing the most dangerous forces of spiritual evil. Okay? So... Serpents and scorpions are terms representing the most dangerous forces of spiritual evil. But we as believers have the power, have been given authority over the name of Jesus, over all the power of the enemy. That's what the, the scripture says. Behold, I give unto you authority to tread on serpents or, or over every evil power of the devil. And then it says this, and nothing, somebody shout nothing, shall by any means hurt you. Nothing. Why? Because you have authority. Why? Because that is the power is in the name that has been given to you. This is a legal right. He's given it to you over all the power of the enemy. You know, the name is only as good as the person. When, they, when you see the name, you see the person. Amen. Because the name represents the person. And so Jesus, the name of Jesus represents the person of Jesus. Can you say amen? Now, go to John 16, verse 23. Somebody might say, Pastor, that's, you exceeded your scripture limitations. What kind of church is this? word that sets you free. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Are the ACs on? They are? 
this lighting up here is like gives you a tan, sweat. <laughs> I like to think it is. <laughs> Praise God. In John 16, verse 23, and in that day, what day is that? That was a day that Jesus will be going to the Father, back to the Father. That was a day of his ascension. Amen. Where he was, or, or where, where he went back to, to heaven after his death, burial, and resurrection. And it says, in that day, ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. I was looking at the date's uh, uh, note on this, and it was talking about us having power of attorney. The power of attorney. You see, in that day was the day that Jesus uh, was going to go to be with the Father. Remember the disciples were sad because he was going to go and, 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 and they thought that they were going to be left helpless. But he said, it is good for me to go. Because if I go, I can send another of me. You know, I can send the Holy Ghost to be in you. Not just to be, you're not just going to have me with you, but you're going to have me with you and you're going to have me in you. And then he gave them a legal right to use the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. So we're in those days now. Hallelujah. And he said, whatsoever you shall ask the Father. You know, he's not necessarily talking about your prayer to God. Because the word here, whatsoever you shall ask the Father, is talking about demand. But you're not asking as if you're like demanding, God, I demand you to do something. He says, no. Whatever I did, you can do. Whatever I've done, you can do too. Whatever you see me do, you can do too in my name. And that same thing, the same result that I got will be the same result you get here on this earth. Whatsoever you ask in my name, whatsoever you demand. We looked at it in the life of, of Peter and John. Perfect example in Acts chapter 3. Whenever they came to the, the, the hour of prayer, they went to the church, and there was a man that was lame from birth whom they laid daily at the gate, at the door of the church to receive money or, 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 or you know, uh, uh, yeah, money. But when Peter and John had come, uh, uh, it was the story changed because he, uh, he wanted to receive money from them, but they said, silver and gold have we none, but this that we do have. We give unto you. And then what do you say? Father God, I pray that you heal him. Lord, I pray that you would heal him. I ask you, Lord, that you will heal him. The scripture doesn't say that. Silver and gold have I none, but this that I do have, I give unto you. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. He demanded. That he walk. He demanded that the cripple walk. They demanded that the lame will walk. They demanded that the blind will see. They demanded that devils will become, that devils will come out. And they seen what they demanded because Jesus gave them the legal right to use the name. And he's given it to you as well. 
You've been praying about things, but God said, I've given you a legal right. Use the name. You speak to it. You tell it to go. You tell it to leave you. You tell it to rise up and go. You cast every devil out. You tell it. And it shall obey. Somebody shall thank you, Jesus. The power of attorney means the legal and written authority to transact business for another. In the natural, one may be a general agent to represent another in all his business or a special agent who is authorized to do some specific work or transact some spe special business. The agent, though, can act with all authority within the bounds of the legal authorization as much as the one who gave him this authority. We're going on behalf. We're going on behalf. We're not going in our own name. We're not going in our own strength. We're not going representing ourselves. When we go, we go in the name, and that name, heaven, God Almighty backs up that name. Can you say amen? Oh, Lord, let the entrance of your word bring light. Hallelujah. All believers. How many believers are here this morning? All believers have full, legal, redemptive, gospel, blood-bought, promised, and family rights to use the name of Jesus. For salvation, for baptism, for fellowship, for worship. For the good works that you do, you do them in the name of Jesus. To fight the good fight of faith in the name of Jesus. To see the healing power of Jesus in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. To see answers to your prayers in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that I let everything you do, do it in the name of Jesus. I have a good scripture for you. Do you want it? Hallelujah. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19, and I have this in the NLT. Somebody shall thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Listen, don't leave out of here the same. The Lord is already moving. The Lord is already working. Don't, don't wait to feel something. You might and you might not. But just believe. Amen. I'm telling you, the Lord is working right now. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. In verse 19, it says, for God was in Christ. Listen to this. God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sin against them. And, say and, he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. That's what we do. We reconcile people. It was God working in Christ, and now it's Christ working in you. Hallelujah. And then it says this, so we are Christ's ambassadors. An ambassador is a representative. You ought to see yourself every day like that. I'm a representative. Instead of saying, I'm this, I'm that, say, I am a representative. What are you representative? I'm a representative of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I'm a representative of the kingdom of heaven. 
glory. And I've come, to ha- I've come with good news. I've come with authority. The name of Jesus is the rod of authority in the life of a believer. Sunday night we read about what the rod represented in the hand of Moses. Oh, and it did great things. He hit the rock with the water. With the, the, he hit the rock with the rod and water came out. He hit the, the Red Sea when they had no way of escape. And the, because when he hit the, rod, the Red Sea with the rod, the Red Sea departed. Oh, hallelujah. He, the Bible says that he did many miracles and signs with the rod. And that rod represents Jesus Christ. If the rod did that in the life of Moses, how much more will the name of Jesus and the mouth of a radical believer do for you? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Listen, because you have the, 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 the rod of authority that is the name of Jesus, you should never be stuck. Because that name represents the way. He, not, he doesn't just make a way to heaven. He makes a way where there is no way. The Bible says his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Prince of Peace. That name is full of miracles. That name is full of wonders. That name is full of peace. And you have access to that name. Why are you crying? Say the name. Why are you crying? Say the name. Why are you complaining? Say the name. Why are you suffering? Say the name. If that rod parted the Red Sea for the children of Israel to go where they were supposed to go, the name of Jesus will take you from where you are to where God will have you to be. And there will be no nothing No obstacle, no giant that will be able to stand on your way to stop you from going from where you are to where God has called you to be. If you believe that, say amen. So we are Christ ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. Wow. Isn't that something, Avril? Oh, yes, he said. Oh, yes. That is why people hearken. Because they recognize. Remember when Peter and John and James and all of them were turning the world upside right in the name? You know the devil hates the name of Jesus. What is the first thing they told him? Don't talk about that name. They, they, they had to release them. They did a wonderful, wonderful miracle. Then all the religious leaders rose up against them. They whipped them. They put them in prison. And, 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 and they couldn't stop them. And, and, and they couldn't do anything about it because they were afraid of them. But they said, okay, since we can't deny that what they're doing is real, come on, somebody. We can't deny that we have this man that was sick all his life, and now he's, he's standing here right in front of us. We have the miracle right in front of us. We can't deny that's okay. Let's do something. Let's just tell them don't talk about the name. That's how much the devil hates that name. Why do you think nobody cusses in the name of Buddha? Nobody cusses in the name of Muhammad. Nobody cu- cusses in the name of whoever. But they cuss in, the, in Jesus' name. They do. They use Jesus' name with curse words because the devil hates that name. Because the devil knows that name. And he's terrified of that name because that's the name that defeated him. That's the name that strengthened all of his power. That's the name that 
defeated him. That's why they'll cut off Jesus. They don't like that name. Satan hates. He always has since the book of Acts. All right, just tell him don't speak in the name. Como no? Okay. Somebody was telling me, so what about, what are you going to do? Because so-and-so, uh, uh, talking about like, we're talking about just governor leaders and stuff like that. I said, did I confess their name as my Lord and Savior? Did I confess, did I give my life to them? I don't care what they do. I confess Jesus Christ as, as Lord and Savior of my life. My life is in, is in his hands. Hallelujah. I didn't confess nobody as Lord and Savior. I confess Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. So it doesn't matter what's taking place. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an ambassador of the kingdom of God. Amen. I, I, I'm in this world, but we're not of this world, people of God. Amen. That, that don't mean we go dig our hand in the, head in the sand. Amen. We don't go digging our head in the sand and pretend like nothing is happening. There's a lot of crazy things that are taking place. But we are the church, the body of Christ. And we're going to rise up in authority more than we ever have. And we're not going to lock down and shut up. We're going to rise up and we're going to go out like we've never had before. Outside these four walls. And we're going to speak in the name. We're going to heal in the name. We're going to cast out devils in the name. We're going to baptize people in the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. And no devil in hell will be able to stop it. He didn't stop it in the book of Acts. He didn't stop it then. And he's not going to shut us up now. Somebody shout Jesus. We're not going to shut up. We're going to go out there we have ever before. And, and I mean, that bus was a confirmation because we're getting we, uh, every, all kinds of ways. Mobile revivalists. Mobile revivalists going out. Wherever, wherever we go, whatever we do. We have a evangelism weekend coming up. And I'm telling you, it's, it's going to be bigger than ever. Amen. Hallelujah. We go in the name. We go in the name. Freely we have received. Freely we give. Not by, my, not by power, but by the spirit of God. People need Jesus. Jesus is the only one that can set the captives free. Has he set you free? Has he healed you? You're going to, you know, where there will be sufferings. I'll be lying to you if I tell you there won't be sufferings. You'll suffer for the namesake. Then you get thrown in prison, hey, you become a, a writer like the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul never said, uh, can I get my one phone call? Never. He never asked nobody, come get me out. Can you bail me out? Can I call my mama? Can I call my granny because my mama don't listen to me? No. You know what he prayed? He said, he didn't even say pray that I get out. We're not called to escape anything. Why are you trying to escape the fire? Though we go through the fire, Jesus will be with us in the fire. I met some man. I can't wait to meet him in person. 
Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They bowed down to no one. They stayed, they stood their ground because they knew in the God that they served. They knew in the God that they believed. You ought to never forget the God who saved you. The one who loved you that he gave you his best for you. You ought to never forget him. You ought to never forget him. He not only saved you, but he restored you. He made you whole. Hallelujah. Where would we have been? Wasn't I there that I could go to? Where would we have been if it hadn't been because somebody radical came to our house that we knew and said, let me tell you about Jesus, how Jesus changed my We knew about Jesus. We believed in Jesus, but we knew a lot of religion. I grew up in church, but this one radical believer got saved by a, a husband he had from the past, and he, he, he knew that nobody said a word, and he pulled out, and I was like, oh, my God, I was thinking being a dog. And he, he came, pulled up and said, my name is Junior. <laughs> they used to call him Big G. And then Pastor Ronnie said, now he got with the Big G. Now you're the little G, he's a Big G. <laughs> And then he said, let me tell you how, let me tell you how Jesus changed my life. And he's like, oh, let me tell you, so-and-so said my name. And he got radically transformed in my life and set me free from drugs and alcohol. And he just gave me life. And I'm like, you, you need a, you, he's, a, he's, a, he's like a compassionate father. And he's like, oh, my God, you know, you have to do that. You know, it's the first thing. And, and, and thank God for somebody that was radical, unashamed of the gospel. We don't go telling people religion. We don't go telling people, you're going to hell, you sinners. People already know they're going to hell. People already know they're doing bad. That doesn't change nobody. The Bible says it's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. You know, and I, I'm so thankful that my husband decided, you know, okay, let's, let's do this. Let's, let's do this. Let's try this. Man, you know, my husband, he shared his testimony, and I mean, y'all going to hear him one Sunday morning. What's that? Just for a moment? <laughs> he said, I'll free. <laughs> he did the young adult service. Powerful. And so, you know, thank God for my husband that said, we went to church. And you know my husband back then? He, he, I had, I had, you know, when I was like 18, I had started like going back to the Lord. I was with him when I was 15. We were in the runaways. Then when I was 15, 17, I started, like, that conviction started hitting me really hard because I knew that I was not living the life that I was supposed to be living. So I, a long story short, right? And so I went back to church. I started going to church for about a couple of years. And then, uh, you know, he would never, like, tell me don't go or anything like that. But I was going to Spanish church. He didn't speak Spanish when I first met him. And so he was a CEO Christian. He would only go Christmas, Easter only. And so <laughs> I'm, I, 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 I welcome all the CEOs. Hey, you come Christmas, that's going to be the moment your life will never be the same. <laughs> At this place, CEOs change. <laughs> they, serve, they become members. Hallelujah. And so, um, so then, um, anyways, um, so he would never, like, tell me don't go to church and stuff like that. And so, but, but then uh, he would go with me only those special occasions. And, and then... Um, Little by little, 
I started like, I said, we need to go to Needless Church, you know, and Juan need to move. So we moved to Needless Church because we had no accountability or anything like that. And so we kind of just started like drifting uh, away, both of us now. And so, uh, but I remember for a moment, because George didn't grow up in, in great, in any faith, you know, he was just, all he knew was the truth and all he knew was, he said, I'm a Catholic, but didn't go to church. I mean, he has, he has Jesus right here. And uh, <laughs> he does. When I seen Jesus, like, I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, Lord. I felt like I had to repent real quick. <laughs> How can I not have conviction with Jesus? <laughs> like the tattoo, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about. Anyways. Um, he used to say, man, that's, you know, I used to hide my tie, my tie set because I used to hide it because I didn't want him to see it. And uh, um, he, he used to make comments like, you know, oh, that's not real. That's fake. They push you when they pray for you. <laughs> and I used to get so angry, you know. <laughs> but anyways, but he didn't know. He didn't know. And uh, um, when they invited us to church, he finally said, okay, I'll go. And then so he, he came. We went together that day. We were, uh, we, we were excited. I was excited. And uh, um, I remember that we were sitting there, and uh, the pastor uh, called us. It was our first time at that church. And the pastor said, you two, come up here. I want to pray for you. And then he spoke a word over us. And I never seen him, like, go back and, 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 and get that, that church. But I, he actually spoke of, of, of things that have taken place in ministry now. Back then, that was my husband's first time. And then so... Uh, uh, my husband that day uh, gave his life to the Lord, and he lifted up his hands. He said, lift up your hands. And then we lifted up our hands, and then I just remember that um, he said, receive the Holy Spirit. And he went, <laughs> without touching him. And my husband just went, <laughs> and started speaking in tongues. He fell. And, 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 you know, but God has a way. God has a way of reaching people. God has a way of showing you. That's how merciful he is. That, you know, if our, it, I think, wait, I, I said all that to say that I'm so thankful because, you know, God even says that Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But the scripture doesn't end there. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life. And it's not life like we've known it. It's not a life like, oh, once I said a prayer, it's an ordination, a, a, a denomination, and this and that. No, he, he said, I've come that you might have life in abundance to the full till it overflows in my life. We didn't know that life. You know, and, and, and it's not like we lacked things. You know, we, we, it, 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 we, we were lacking him that the only one that could fulfill us. You know, we were always trying to get the next thing or just trying to, you know, it, it was just always stressed out. And no matter how much you had, no matter the things that you had, it was like always like this anxiety, this fear, this just, there was never peace. But Jesus is the Prince of Peace, and when He, and we, we, when we surrender our life to Jesus, we don't surrender our life to religion, or to a denomination, or or to a church. We surrender our lives to Him, as what the Bible says that He is. He's the Giver of Life. Amen. He's the one that takes your stony heart. That we were so hurt. We were super hurt. Hurt from the past. Hurt from childhood. Hurt from like our. I mean, we're gonna be. Uh, uh, we got together in 93, 1993, that's almost going on 31 years, right, 
but we got married in 96. So we're going to be 28 years that we've been married. Well, somebody told me, you should just count your marriage. And he left a blank page. Okay. Anyways. And, and so we had so much hurt. We had so much bitterness. We had so much anger. We had so much resentment. We were, you know, you can't try to deal with things. Like I was speaking to somebody this morning. You can't try to deal with things on your own. Things don't just go away. It takes Jesus Christ to come into your life. The Bible says that when he comes into your life, he takes that stony heart, that hard heart, that, that hurt heart. Whew. He takes it away, and he puts, he gives you a new heart, a new spirit. You're not even the same person that you were. And, and the Bible says that, 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 that the, the God pours his love upon you by his Holy Spirit. You know, we didn't even know what love was. You think you know what love is, but you don't know love if you don't have love. God is love. He's, the, he's love. And when you give your life to Jesus, he pours his love. That is why, that is why, you know, you don't encounter religion. You encounter a relationship with a loving father and with a savior that comes and makes you whole. He's the, you know, we could, we tried to change. We tried. We were always trying to, you know, it was all, it's just so messed up, you know, because the hurt, the bitterness, the resentment, the unforgiveness, this and that. And we always tried to fix things, but we couldn't. We needed Jesus to come into our lives and make all things new. <laughs> and he did. He did. He did. He did. That's why I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the answer is Jesus. Don't try to figure it out. Don't try to, 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 to think that if you do this, you don't got to do nothing. All you have to do is accept them. All you have to do is receive them. Some people, you know, I feel bad because in their own ignorance, they're like, well, I, I, I'm going to come when I'm ready. You're never going to be ready. The, you're ready now. Because you think, what, what is waiting to get in ready? Well, how can you get ready on your own? You can't. And Jesus don't even tell you, get ready and then come to me. He says, come as you are with all your fears, all your failures, all your messed up. Just come. Because when you come, no one that comes to Jesus ever leaves the same. <laughs> no one that comes to Jesus ever lives the same. And so, I, I, you know, we always think, you know, is our life perfect? <laughs> I like to think it is, but <laughs> no one's life, I think, is perfect. You know, we strive for perfection. But I, I, I think... We, we, we are so thankful that when we decided to surrender our lives to Jesus, to make him just God, our Lord and our Savior, to serve him and, and to commit ourselves to serving him and to living for him and the life that he's called us to live is the best thing that we've ever done. Not just for us, but for every everything, everything in general, everyone in, in general, for our children, for everything. 
everything for our lives. And, and, we, and, we, and we let God, you know, and we think the Bible says that uh, to, to whom much has been forgiven, much loveth. And, and we know that God has been so good and so merciful. And we think if it hadn't been for Jesus, that's why I love the name. I love the person of Jesus because if it hadn't been for Jesus, where would we be? You know, you, 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 be, you begin to think, and we think, we think a lot. Good things, you know. We like to think. We like to, when we talk, and, we, and I know some of you do, do as well. But, I like, you know, we think, man, it, it, it's only the Lord that has brought us this far. It, 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 it was only by the hand of God that, that, that we, we made it and we're still here. Because you think of every moment that you shouldn't be here. You think of every moment that your life should have been destroyed or you should have been dead or you should have been, I don't know. I know what he did for us. I know what he spared us from. I know what he saved us from. You know, I'm sure. I know you know that, you know, don't get caught up in where you are right now. Be thankful that you have breath in your lungs and that you're still here. And as long as you're here and even if you're not where you want to be, Thank God that you're not where you're always going to be. That you're, he's going to continue to increase your life and take you from glory to glory. But you ought to thank him. You ought to thank him that you're not where you used to be. You ought to thank him that he spared your life. You ought to thank him that when you should have been dead, that he spared your life and you're alive. Glory be to God. Oh, is anybody thankful this morning? nothing, nothing impossible, the Bible says, to those that believe. It don't, you have, when you have the name, the name of Jesus removes every impossibility in your life, in your life, in your marriage, in your children's lives. And it's not just for ministry, it's for your personal life. It's for your home. It's for the workplace. It's for when you're driving, wherever you go, whatever you do. The Bible says do it in the name, in the name of Jesus. And at the sound of that name, every other name, if it's a report of the doctor, if it's an addiction, if it's a sickness and disease, if it has a name, know that you are carrying a name that is above that name. Cancer must bow. High blood pressure must bow. Depression must bow. Oppression must bow. Diseases must bow. Suicide thoughts must bow in the name of Jesus. And the Bible says for the very purpose of the glory of God. Can you say thank you, Jesus? Worship team, come up here. Say thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to continue tonight. I didn't even touch on what I wanted to touch this morning. But thank God for the Holy Ghost. Amen. Because he knows exactly what his people need. You know, in Acts chapter 5, we can read. I'll leave you with this scripture and I'll continue tomorrow. Acts chapter 5, verse 41. This is after the disciples were persecuted. 
beaten because of the miracles that they were doing. And they were told not to talk in the name. But they said, we rather obey God than men. And they continued in the name. And God continued to perform miracles in that name. Remember in Acts chapter 4, when they prayed, the place shook. The Bible says they were released from prison. They went to their own company. They began to pray, Lord, give us the boldness to continue to preach your gospel and that miracle signs and wonders be done in your precious son, Jesus. And the Bible says that they preached the word of God with boldness and great grace was upon them. And many miracles, signs and wonders were done in the name of Jesus. They said, we rather obey God than men. Amen. And in Acts chapter 5, verse 41, the apostles left the high council rejoicing. Listen, they were beaten. They were persecuted, threatened, mistreated. And then it says that they were broken out of prison. That they, they, it says the apostles left the high council rejoicing that God had counted them worthy to suffer disgrace for the name of Jesus. And every day in the temple and from house to house, they continued to teach and preach this message. Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is Savior. Jesus heals. Jesus delivers. Jesus sets free. Jesus makes a way where there is no way. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the baptizer. Whatever you need this morning, it's found in Jesus. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the name that is above all names. And I thank you that even at the mention of that name, even at this service, your people, Father, have received from you. There's power at the mention of the name of Jesus. There's wonder-working power at the mention of the name of Jesus. And I thank you as that name, Father, has been declared this morning. For your word says that when Jesus is lifted up, you draw all men unto yourself. I thank you for the anointing and the power that is in the name. And I thank you that that anointing and that power has worked, is working in the lives of your people this morning. I thank you, Lord, for touching them. I thank you for blessing them. I thank you, Lord, for doing what only you can do for them. And as they have opened up their hearts, Father, to receive and to believe your name, may they see the wonder-working miracle of that name in their lives from this day on. And we will always be careful to give you the praise, to give you the honor, and to give you the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, if you believe that, say amen. Listen, if you're here this morning, we never dismiss a service without giving you an opportunity to make the most important decision that you'll ever make. And that is to receive Jesus as Savior. If you're here and you've never been born again, you've never uh, 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 remember a moment where you confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. You don't know that you're born again. You don't know that you are saved. 
You don't know that if your breath was required of you this very second, where you're going to spend eternity. I want to pray with you this morning. If that's you, right where you're at, just wave at me and say, that's me, Pastor Sandy. I want to receive salvation. I want to know that I'm saved. I want to know that heaven is my home. I want to know that my sin are forgiven. Would you please pray for me to receive salvation? If that's you, right where you're at, just lift up your hand right now, unashamed. 